What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey friends, it's Kate here, and you are listening to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. Not to be confused with How to Be a Better Person, the book, which I wrote and which makes a great companion to this podcast. Seriously, go check it out on Amazon and see all those pretty five-star reviews. This week on the podcast, we are talking about what's known as life admin, otherwise known as adulting, otherwise known as dealing with, oh, those many, 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 many things that are unavoidable parts of life, such as paying bills, scheduling appointments, calling the credit card company to dispute a fraudulent charge, filling out some form or another, keeping track of all the papers that come home in your kids' backpacks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Frankly, and maybe you can hear it in my voice, life admin really just makes me want to lie down. I mean, I figured out some stuff, and those few things I figured out are what I am sharing in the other episodes this week. But there's still so much further I could go, which is why I'm excited to be interviewing my friend, Jessica Tudos, a mindful organizer based in Toronto, whom I always love talking to about how to get a grip on the many facets of life while still respecting things like creativity and inspiration And frankly, having a lot of things going on because you're genuinely interested in a lot of things, something Jessica calls being multi-passionate. Jessica, welcome. It's so great to have you here. It's good to be here, Kate. So you are a professional organizer, which most people think means you help people organize their stuff, as in actual physical possessions, and that's all you do. But being organized relates to more than just clutter, right? Absolutely. I mean, physical clutter is definitely an important part of of having a life where we have control over our space and, and what's going on. But so much of it is our mental state, you know, what's going on in our minds, because it's often a reflection, our physical reflects our mental and vice versa sometimes you know what's if we're cluttered in our mind it's going to show up in our physical space so sometimes yeah people think oh i'm going to clean out my closet and unpack some boxes and do the marie kondo like does this spark joy and those are all great things to do but in my experience working with with many people who want to declutter you got to back up a step and look at your mental state, what's going on in your mind. And so before we can really, really declutter and organize, and most importantly, sustain the change, we we have to have our mindset in the game. And that is why think is the first step in a process, which I have so creatively called the Tudos technique, my last name. Mm-hmm. So think about your why. Why bother doing this? Because that's essential. Without that solid foundation, it's really hard when you can't make a decision, you don't want to let something go, you're not sure why you've kept it for 25 years. So you you want to be clear on that. Right. And that mindset that you're talking about, which I completely agree, you know, as within, so without type of a thing, right? But mm-hmm. it also helps us be organized, not necessarily in our physical world, but in our like to-do lists and calendars and 
all this stuff that falls under the life admin umbrella, right? For sure, for sure. I mean, when we think about life admin, our lives are busy. And some of us happen to have, you know, even more going on than some others, perhaps, and we choose it to be that way. So juggling the tasks becomes essential. And so you had mentioned a bunch of things early on, right? Appointments, bills, your kids stuff, travel plans, where does that all live? Besides in your head, right? It's in your head for sure. So then how do you take action in a way that doesn't, you know, make you crazy? So you got to have some systems in place, especially when things start to feel chaotic and, and sort of overwhelming. So one thing is to take, you know, time and energy to really create that system for you and your lifestyle, because not everybody is the same. We all know this. But if you're going to be effective and focused in managing these life admin pieces, you got to have a system that makes sense for where you're at. You got to meet, you know, meet yourself where you're at, and then you can take intentional action. Got it. So you say system. I know that that is a good thing. And yet part of me bristles at that word. You know, (laughs) it's like, I don't know. Can you talk about that a little Hmm. bit? Like, uh, well, just. Yeah, it's interesting. Does it feel kind of scary? Like, I don't have one. I don't really know how to do it. Yeah, it feels... That's my problem. (laughs) It feels a little... I mean, it feels like, oh, I'm going to have a... Yes, maybe I don't have one. And even if I did have one, I wouldn't... I don't necessarily trust myself to stick to one because... Right, right, right. And I think, again, so that's perfect example of of you, Kate, being a creative and multi-passionate as well. You're maybe not using one system and maybe you're not sticking with it for a while but I think it's important to know at any stage in your life when you look at the things going on how do you manage them so maybe there's a different word for system cuz I hear you there it's it's sort of the the steps you take or the intuitive ways that you get things done mm-hmm. and so knowing what some of those areas are where you already do it well it's like, mm-hmm. okay, let, let's do more of that. <laughs> and one of the first questions I always ask people is, or at least we talk about is, you know, is your preference in the digital space or is, is it paper-based or is it some hybrid, which I find most common? And if so, which parts of your life make sense to do digitally, which, you know, the stickies and the whiteboard might work much better because you're a visual learner. So again, knowing yourself, You want to uncover what is already working well, which happens to be step two in the process, which is in Tudor's technique is uncover, you know, uncover what you've got to figure out the appointments, the calls, the returns, as well as how you're going to do them well. So it's like an audit, an audit of, of you and what needs to happen. Then you can start to make decisions about how to do it, which is step three. Otherwise you get on overwhelmed. <laughs> right. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I want to, uh, yes, I do get overwhelmed. And I, I mean, I really appreciate this idea of doing an audit. You know, I'm always a fan of clarity. I think <laughs> what Gloria Steinem said, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. You know, it yeah. might feel <laughs> a little bit of a like, oh, wow, look at all these things that I'm not paying attention to. But then you know what you're dealing with. And that in and of itself is a relief. And then I love hearing you say, like, you have to think about what works for you. I really want to talk brass tacks, okay? but I have to take a quick break. So we will be right back. Okay, welcome back. We're here with Jessica Tudos talking about life admin. And so Jessica, 
I want you to help me visualize. So me, I'm resistant to the idea of systems, but I'm really into the idea of figuring out what I need to be doing and then finding the way that works for me personally to start to keep track of all this stuff. It helps me to have a visual. So can you give me an example of like, where are you keeping track of all your life admin tasks? Absolutely. And I will just preface that by saying everyone's different, right? Depending on your style, your learning preference, your comfort, all of those things. So again, being, I think, a creative like you are, seeing things, or how should I say, fluidity is important. And I think any kind of rigidity, probably, (laughs) that probably doesn't work. So I think knowing your style is, is key. So I'll just share what I do. How about that? That That that, Because everybody's different. So I keep my appointments in a digital calendar. And this was really spurred by my husband because we weren't always on the same page and we didn't know. So we have a digital calendar. I keep my things in my colors. He keeps his things in his colors. We have a family color. And that is where we put things that we know the other should know. Our child is young, so he's not yet part of it. So I don't know what's going to happen when he's older. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I, but in terms of my own personal, beyond appointments and dates and calls and things like that, I, I still use a, a paper-based journal. The current one I'm using is a, is a Clever Fox uh, style journal. There's so many great journals out there. But in there, that's where I have my, I have a weekly planner outlet. Like there's different daily versus weekly, all that kind of stuff. So I use a weekly one and I open it up and I see my whole week. I love using, you know, pencil to paper because it makes me keep the information better. I just, you know, I retain it. So for me, that really works. There's a section in the back where I keep a longer list of to-dos and I have it divided into five categories, personal, business, writing, creative, because I want to do that stuff. So keep the long list in the back. The items come into my weekly. If they don't get done, they get moved over to the next week. So that's what works for me. Again, writing by hand solidifies the info. The downside is it isn't shareable or it's not accessible across devices. Like that is just not, that is not happening. (laughs) So, but for me, it's okay. It's worth it. I tried digital. Lots of people like Notion, Asana, you know, notes on your phone. Great. That's a great way to do it. But again, it has to work for you. Tech has to not distract you or (laughs) slow you down. So that's, that's one thing I would say is really important. So you want to, overall, you want a home for the information. Whatever you decide will work. You just have to make that decision and stick with it. Yeah, I think that's what, that was a place where I was falling down. I had like kind of a notepad for to-dos and a notebook for podcast ideas and a notebook for other kinds of work. And I just, it was too decentralized. And um, you've really inspired me. (laughs) We were talking last week before we decided to get on the phone today and do the interview. And you were telling me about your planner and you inspired me to buy one over the weekend. And I am super duper loving it. And I agree that, first of all, it's good for everything to have one home. And second of all, to the act of writing something down, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, is a really just kind of magical way for your subconscious mind to get on board with reality. <laughs> you know, absolutely, with, with what's going on in your life. And I want to dive into that writing piece a little bit more and ask a very nitpicky question, which is, are you writing things down in pen? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> I love the, I, I love I the passion hardly, in your voice. Yeah, no, no. I hardly ever use pens anymore. It's really funny. I use sharp pencils with built-in erasers because I want a good pencil and I want a sharp point. And I, that way, yeah, I don't always get it right. I don't always know where it needs to go. I, don't, I move it around sometimes. So pencil's great. I do love my orange highlighter. I use an orange one because I like orange and orange makes me happy. So when I highlight things, to that's what I do. I highlight certain tasks or names or things to follow up for the next week. So I do make time every week. I try to spend about an hour, half an hour to an hour reviewing the previous week and setting up the current week. And I, I usually do that Monday morning, sometimes Sunday night. But that's a really, that's a newer activity for me in the last, I think since COVID really, mm -hmm. because of so much time at home. But it, it really helps in seeing your to-do list <laughs> as, a, as something that's morphing. And each week, you know, you're getting certain things done, but certain things, it's okay. You're going to move them forward, but you need to know where you're at. It's, it's, it's a place to check in with yourself and with your to-dos. So you're not overdoing it and you're still maintaining your, your motivation. Yep. So I love that you take time to think about your to-do list. I'm curious though, do you have any guidance for us on how to find the time or put a like a container around the time that you spend on the life admin stuff? Because I feel like it could eat up your mm -hmm. whole week if you let it. Sure, sure. I I have played around with different ways of doing it. Again, the setup at the beginning of a week is really good. If I look through my whole week, I try to have four to five major weekly goals and four to five major personal goals. Now, some weeks are in, in those goals or those, the activities could be very different. Some very big, some, some very small. But I guess what finding the time is, I find you need to know when you're at your best creatively and want to do the activities that are most, you know, meaningful and magical in your in your business, maybe do that first and leave the admin for when there's a bit of downtime, when you know you're a little slower or don't need to really access, you know, your amazing super brain power. That's a great time to make a call, <laughs> send a quick follow-up, you know, not in your prime time. That is one way of managing. Got it. Yeah. Filling out a form doesn't take a lot of brain power, but it does take time. It does take minutes. So thanks for sharing how you find those minutes. I love that you kind of factor in how you're feeling in that moment. I think that's so important. So last question real quick before we have to go. Mm -hmm. So for those of us out here who identify as multi-passionate, maybe creatives, there's a few things that we're passionate about. So our schedules are full. What should we know about life admin that will help us tend to all the details that need tending to while we're also like kind of flitting about pursuing multiple passions? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Such a great question, because I think if there's one thing I've learned about being a multi-passionate and a portfolioist, having a portfolio life full of different projects, passions, jobs, all of it, it's like that's probably not going to change <laughs> once you've you sort of embraced that lifestyle you're going to have a busy life and that that's okay. And again, I, I 
I was going to say setting up systems, but I don't know. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Now I'm afraid. But I think there's action steps, let's call them action steps that go in a certain order. And, you know, often with multi-passionates, you need to have them visible. I think seeing them, and that's why so many creatives still use paper-based type things because it's visibility. They have to be actionable. Like you want to be realistic about what you can do in a week or in a day, because otherwise you just beat up on yourself and you feel bad that you didn't do it. Right. So that doesn't feel good. So I think as multi-passionates, you got to put some things on the back burner, which is difficult. I will be the first to admit, I want to do all the things right now. Mm -hmm. And so you know, prioritizing and saying, okay, today I I need to do these three things. And if I have bonus time, great, I will do some more. But there, you have to limit yourself, I think, when you're a multi-passionate because there will, there's an endless supply of ideas and creative directions you could take. And so, right. Yeah. Containing it in some way is as hard as it is sometimes in the end, you, you know, your creativity isn't going anywhere. So I think we have to trust, trust that process. Love it. So for folks who are loving what you're saying and would like to connect with you, where can they find you? They can find me at jessicatudos.com. So that's my name and they can sign up for my e-news and I have a, a really fun Thrive with Five Digest, which is eclectic mix of items for mostly, you know, for my multi-passionate uh, mind <laughs> and places, things that I found find out there. And so I love connecting about all of this life design topics and on all of that. So people can also book a call with me, you know, a 30 minute free call. I'd love to chat further. Wow, that's really generous. Thanks for offering that. Yeah. And thanks for being here today, Jessica. It was great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed it. Hi, it's Kate back with your tiny assignment. Jessica shared a lot of insight on how and where and even what kind of writing utensil to use to contain your life admin lists. What jumped out to you as an idea that you'd like to incorporate? Will you switch from pen to pencil? or from keeping separate life and work calendars and merging them into one? Or did Jessica's insights spur a different idea? I can tell you that after Jessica and I did our pre-interview, I bought a new planner. Mine's by a company called Anecdote. I found it on Amazon. Yes, I have railed against Amazon in the past, but I was desperate. This journal is very clean and lets you see the hours in each day, which is super helpful for me as I need help visualizing how my time is going to go. And I snagged a mechanical pencil from my son and even found a cool thing in our art drawer that I can clip onto the planner that will hold the pencil. And I am feeling a lot more at ease about adulting because now I know it's all in one place. So take at least one idea that resonated with you and run with it. And come back tomorrow when I'm sharing three secrets to making life admin less overwhelming. And if you have a life admin organizing tip or a success story to share, I've got a Google Sheet to capture everyone's communal advice on this big, important, and often unwieldy topic. Let's create a resource for each other. It's called the Life Admin Tip Sheet, and you can find a link to it in the show notes. I hope that you will come share your advice. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. 
Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 